Good morning. It's a cold Thursday morning here in Kansas City. It's currently three degrees and feels like minus seven. That, my friends, is cold. Thank you for joining in for today's podcast, Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy. I'm Terry, and I started this podcast because I have an earnest desire to help folks process what's happening around them. Because in our nation these days, there's a lot happening politically, socially, and in our churches. There's a lot to process. Today, I'm sharing my concerns about the direction of the Southern Baptist Convention. And if you're not a Southern Baptist, you may ask, why should this matter to me? Hopefully, on this podcast, I'll make a case for why it matters. First of all, the Southern Baptist Convention is the largest Protestant denomination in the United States. The Southern Baptists have about 14 million members nationwide. That was in 2018. I give those numbers because I want to illustrate that the SBC is a force to be reckoned with. That's a whole lot of Baptists. The SBC is huge, and its influence on our nation is huge. And believe it or not, what happens with the SBC has an impact on every American especially politically, but in other ways as well. Let me start with the Southern Baptists' Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, known as the ERLC. The ERLC was formed in 1945 to help the Southern Baptists articulate the church's stand on controversial social issues. It's a mission It has a a purpose, but unfortunately, it has drifted away from its original vision. Its mission statement today is far from the original purpose. It started as the denomination's public policy arm for the sole purpose of helping Southern Baptists understand why politics matter and how to interpret those politics from a Christian worldview. The new statement, rewritten under the leadership of Russell Moore, sounds okay, but let's beware of its language. The vision statement says, We are dedicated to engaging the culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ and speaking to issues in the public square for the protection of religious liberty and human flourishing. Religious liberty ain't what you think, and human flourishing here anyway, in what you think either. So let me try to make my case. Ted Cruz painted a scary picture recently about what would happen if the Democrats win in November. I highly recommend his number one podcast called Verdict. On the episode labeled The Stakes of the 2020, Cruz explains what would happen to our nation if Democrats took control of the White House the Senate, and the House of Representatives in 2020. So that would be Bernie as Prez, Schumer as Majority Leader of the Senate, and Pelosi remaining as Speaker of the House. This would result, according to Cruz, in a Democratic Party forever in the United States. And here's how they would do it. First course of action, Legalize all illegal immigrants currently residing in the United States and give them automatic citizenship and the right to vote. 
immediate. No vetting, no processing, no hard work to earn that much coveted citizenship. Bam! Within a matter of months, you'd have 12 million new voters in America, and all of them would vote Democrat. By the way, watch this language. Undocumented workers equals illegal immigrants. To learn more about illegals in this nation and the negative impact they are having, please take a look at my blog, The Truth About Illegals in Our Nation, at Terry McCarthy, blah, blah, blog, Truth Matters. No doubt, 12 million new voters, and that's what would happen if they legalized all the illegal immigrants we know about, made them citizens, gave them the right to vote. That would be 12 million new voters. And that would have a tremendous impact on any election here in the U.S. So, where am I going with this? Democrats love illegal immigrants, even though they are breaking the law just by being here. Democrats love socialized medicine, something Daryl and I experienced firsthand when we lived five years in Lithuania. And by the way, if socialized medicine is so great, then why do Canadians keep crossing into the United States to get their medical care? Under socialized medicine, Daryl couldn't get much-needed surgery when he broke his arm because of his age. And they did a cost-comparative analysis and realized that for someone his age, it wouldn't be cost-effective. That's socialized medicine, people. It's never worked anywhere. Show me a nation that's got socialized medicine, and I will show you a nation that has a young death rate, high abortion rate, and people who are constantly battling illnesses. That's a whole nother podcast. So we've got citizens of illegals, or the citizenization, I should say, of illegals, socialized medicine, tarring all white men as white supremacists. This would be the critical race theory. We've got pro-abortion at any stage of that pregnancy, even to the birth of that child, outside the womb, death, euthanasia, and the embracing of the LGBTQ as marginalized citizens. That is the Democrat Party. Now, let's take a look at Russell Moore, the head of the Southern Baptist Convention's publicly pu- public policy arm, Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. That's the ERLC. Russell Moore is a Democrat, unapologetically. In fact, he's a hardcore, longtime financial supporter and former worker for the Democrat Party. In 2006, Russell Moore wrote an article about Democratic Congressman Gene Taylor. Moore calls Taylor the greatest public servant I have ever known. And Moore worked as a staff person for Taylor when Taylor was a Democrat congressman. In 2010, Moore donated $4,800 to Taylor's re-election campaign. Now, Taylor, while in Congress, voted for Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. And he voted with Pelosi 82% of his time in Congress. I have to ask you, as a Christian, as an evangelical, as a voter, how do you feel about Nancy Pelosi? In 2011, Moore referred to Jesus as an illegal immigrant and advocated for a, quote, 
realistic means of providing legal status and citizenship for the millions of immigrants already here. Uh, you mean the illegal immigrants? In June of 2013, conservative pundit Eric Metaxas disassociated himself with Russell because Russell, through the ERLC, started a thing called Evangelical Immigration Table, the EIT. Metaxas tweeted, Did y'all know George Soros was behind the immigration thing with Russell Moore? I signed it, but it took my name off of it. Yikes. Anything Soros is behind is pure evil. By the way, Jesus was not an illegal immigrant, nor was he a refugee. And if you want to know what I think about that, you can refer to my blog. Look, Jesus was not a refugee. Russell Moore is one of the heads and founders of the Evangelicals Immigration Table. And they are behind that hideous Matthew 25 video, Welcome the Stranger. And yeah, I got a blog about that too. In 2014, Russell Moore advised one of his followers to attend the reception of a gay wedding as a way of expressing love for a homosexual friend or relative. He actually blogged about it. And as he admitted in the blog, he had attended a gay wedding to show love and support for his longtime friend. Support them in the name of peace and reconciliation. This is important to note. Now, in 2015, Russell Moore appointed Karen Pryor as a fellow of the ERLC. This is funding, gives her a job, she has a voice, a platform. And Moore said about Pryor, I wish we had 1,000 more Karen Pryors in evangelicalism today. She models convictional kindness, but she doesn't give any ground. Pryor is a contributor to pro-homosexual environmentalist magazine Sojourners. Pryor once told New York Magazine that the LGBTQ movement is much like the Christian community in that it draws from diverse backgrounds and moral beliefs. And Pryor was a featured speaker at the Gay Christian Level Ground Festival last year. Pryor also once remarked that Calling abortion murder is unchristlike. And Russell Moore wishes he had a thousand people like her working for the ERLC. Wow. Russell Moore decided that he didn't like the March for Life organization. He didn't like it being connected to Catholicism. He said that it was too conservative politically. So he decided to start his own movement evangelicals for life. You gotta admit, Russell Moore knows marketing. You want to sell something to the church? Just label it evangelical. The evangelicals for life. The evangelical immigration table. Immediately you think, oh well, it's evangelical. Well, yeah, I support that. Evangelicals for life takes place at the exact same time and place as the March for Life each year in D.C. This year's theme of Evangelicals for Life was Pro-All-Life, From Womb to Tomb. This year, Moore published his Pro-Democrat Party agenda, and 
he pushed it down the throats of young and old alike, selling them a bill of goods that included pro-illegal immigration, pro-affirmative action, pro-socialized health care, and anti-Trump. He pulled attendance away from the March of Life so that Moore's group could hold workshops on subjects like why should our beliefs motivate us to stand for the lives of immigrants and hosted speakers like Canadian Ann Voskamp and David Platt. If you don't know their background and history, Google them. Moore was angry and disappointed that Donald Trump spoke at this year's March for Life. He said it was a big mistake to let Trump speak. Trump, the first American president in history to speak at the March for Life, and his speech was glorious. Russell Moore thinks that was a big mistake. Okay, let me bring this podcast home. If you were the enemy of this world, and thank God you're not, and you wanted to bring down America, what would be a brilliant strategy to do that? America, the greatest missionary sending nation in the world, the publisher of 95% of all Christian materials, including Bibles and commentaries. America, the nation of religious freedom, freedom of speech, and the giver of its wealth to those in need. And with all of our flaws, we still do a lot to propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ. In fact, the International Mission Board of the Southern Baptists sends more missionaries abroad than all other denominations combined. So what strategy would you use? Destroy them from the inside. Russell Moore, whether he knows it or not, J.D. Greer, president of the Southern Baptist, Beth Moore, Ed Stetzer, who will chair the Southern Baptist Convention this July. They are all social justice warriors who believe in critical race theory and are the backers of Sunday's, this past February 9th, Racial Reconciliation Sunday. They support and promote the womb-to-tomb policies that are based in Marxist ideology and are socialist at the very core. All of these Southern Baptist leaders I mentioned are anti-Trump and denigrate, <clears throat> excuse me, denigrate evangelicals who voted for Trump in 2016 and those who plan on voting for him in 2020. In fact, Russell Moore's own words, most illogical is Trump's support from evangelicals and other conservatives. To back Mr. Trump, these voters must repudiate everything they believe. Russell also said of those who vote for Trump, darkness of pent-up nationalism, nativism, and bigotry all over the country are illustrated through Trump voters. He said that to the New York Times in an op-ed piece for all the world to see. So how clever of the enemy to use the nation's largest evangelical denomination to undermine this year's election and the church's values. It's beyond horrible, and I have no words to describe how evil this is. I don't know if Russell and his gang know that they are being used by the enemy, but surely they understand that the policies and the changes they are supporting are anti-anything the Bible advocates. Pro-life is everything, and to compare pro-all-life is ridiculous. Life is a human right Citizenship is not. Life is a priority, and linking it to socialized health care is abhorrent. 
Show me a nation that utilizes socialized medicine and health care, and I'll show you a nation that struggles with health issues and a high rate of abortion every single time. When people ask me why I get so riled up and angry over these issues, it's because they are vitally important. What happens in the Southern Baptist and ERLC impacts your life, your everyday American life, whether you realize it or not. When a huge machine in the United States is being driven by anti-American, anti-Christian, and anti-biblical values, then we need to stand up and say, this is wrong. This is not our gospel. This is another gospel. Look it up in Galatians 1.8. If you are in a Southern Baptist church, you will have only two choices. Get out of there or get involved in fighting this and fight for your denomination. Daryl and I chose to leave. We had to. No one would listen to us, and we left our SBC membership behind. The day for sitting complacently in our pews and just brushing aside the odd Reconciliation Sunday and topics of Resolution Number 9 are over. Wake up, Sleeping Beauty. There's a war going on, and we are all called to play a part in this battle. Well, that's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be here again tomorrow. Until then, this is Terry McCarthy with Truth Matters. And remember, I'm not a professional podcaster, but I do play one at my kitchen table.